At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, welcome everyone to the From the Shadows podcast. I am your host, Shane Grove, and with me is the one and only super producer, Jason. Greetings, everyone. Greetings, Jason. I'm glad you could join. It's been kind of... uh, It's been kind of hit and miss. Hit and miss, yeah, Yeah. hit and miss. But, you know... um, uh, like like we say on the farm, you gotta hit, make hay while the sun shines. That's right. And sometimes sometimes we gotta record episodes that we're not all of, every, every one of us isn't available. But it is always a lot more fun when we're when, when there's a couple of us. At least for us. Yeah. I mean, and, for the listeners. And, oh yeah, you got a point there. But uh, anyway, it's like uh, you know we got a lot of things going on behind the scenes here, and uh, we're going to be making some changes. And uh, I think that our fans are going to. Appreciate it. Well, hopefully by the time they hear this episode, those changes have already been made. And Absolutely. So, so, okay. So before we get started, we'll just, I'll, I'll just say, if you are a loyal listener and you haven't checked out our new Patreon page, please go check it out. There's a, there's some cool new stuff on there, some new levels, lots of good old stuff. Um, if you're a new listener, Hey, go check it out. Any you, you might find something that you just can't live without on the Patreon page. Uh, so, I mean, if you, you're not up to being a Patreon, that's fine. You know, you can listen to us for free. It's fine. I mean, Jason and I both want to work till we're 75, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So we want don't to get rid of the nine to fives and uh, <laughs> do this full time. Get, actually get out there and start hunting Bigfoot ourselves. I do. Uh, don't get, don't get crazy. You can be my driver. <laughs> I can be your driver. Oh, brother. Okay. So anyway, before we bring on, because we're, we're going to talk about hunting Bigfoot with our guest. So uh, do tell. Before, before we bring him on, I just want to remind everybody that if you have a story or an experience or something you want to talk about that's paranormal, 
find us on Facebook at the From the Shadows podcast page or forum page on Facebook called After the Shadows. You can find me at Shane Grove Author on Instagram or the From the Shadows podcast Instagram page. Or the probably the best way is go to our website, uh, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. Hit the contact button. Send us an email. Um, Jason and I always are on the lookout for those and to respond to everybody that sends us something. Um, and like I said, or you can find us on Patreon, just go to Patreon and type in from the shadows. Um, there's lots of content on there that you can't get on your regular, uh, podcast, uh, channels. So, so, so now that I tease that, that I, uh, that our guest might have some chasing Bigfoot stories. He's got a whole lot of other stories he's going to share with us, Jason. A whole lot of other stuff. And I want to introduce him as... <sighs> I've thought about this. I've thought about this. The easiest way is to say he's not only the brains, he's the looks, <laughs> he's the money, he's basically the glue that holds... Outcast Paranormal together. James Brost, welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. <laughs> welcome, James. Hey, man. Good to be here, guys. That was quite quite an intro. And, you know, if, if, if Stacey Brown and RPG both hear this, they'll be like, bullshit. I'm the brands. <laughs> I'm the looks. That guy's old. So, <laughs> Well, you know what? I hope they're both together as they hear this and that they can start fighting each other. Like, look at, like, do you think they're going to like, look at each other and like, be like, wait a second, should I say something? Or am I going to say, no, who am I kidding? Immediately. Stacy Brown's going to say something. Yeah, he will. He's not going to wait for anybody else. He'll say, Hey, James, James can't grow a beard. Therefore <laughs> I never heard the end of that. And uh, RPG doesn't. Ha he has a. Uh, he's a northerner. It's a northerner beard, so it doesn't count. <laughs> a northerner beard, not a Norseman beard, but a northerner beard. That's so right. Like, so are you saying it's like a beatnik, like a beatnik? A little, little bit. You know, it's just. It's not the Florida man, Billy Gibbons, ZZ Top beard that like half the crew has. Yeah. <laughs> But at least he's got facial hair. Me, I look like a uh, Craigslist magician if I try to grow a beard. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> it's, like a little, it's like a little goatee. Do you, drive, do you drive a van, an older van and, <laughs> and carry a large bag of candy around? Yeah, if you saw it, you'd be like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> Blacked out windows. <laughs> I get it. Keep shaving, bro. So for our loyal listeners... They'll know who Stacy Brown is. He's been on the show, fantastic guest, great wealth of knowledge when it comes to, especially the Florida skunk ape. Oh yeah, I think he's he's probably. Well, I made the mistake of calling him an expert on the air mm. uh, all this time. All the how I don't even know how long ago it was, and people then started bombarding me that there's no such thing as an expert, which the judge set everybody straight and said. There are certain situations when you are in a setting, if you have the most knowledge about something, you then are considered the expert. So if the judge says it, then that's that's the case. And and so an RPG, people might be familiar with him. He was he was on short lived on Expedition Bigfoot, right? He as he puts it, he 
got after six years of being a producer for Finding Bigfoot, he got a shot at being on screen full time with Expedition Bigfoot. Uh, had gotten back from uh, I think Mexico somewhere, shooting a different series, and it got this crazy illness. I mean, you can watch the episode and he said that was all legit. Mm -hmm. Just couldn't even move, uh, like a rainbow vision shooting through one. I couldn't see out of one eye. Literally they took him off set, uh, brought him to the hospital, uh, kept him there for observation for, I don't know, 24, 48 hours. He felt better within 24 when they let him out after 48, he came back and they, they just said, listen, man, we, uh, good news is you're okay. The bad news is we can't risk having that happen again. We're, we're going to replace you. So as he puts it, he died on national television. In, <laughs> in other words, from our, for our really older listeners, he was Wally Pitt and <laughs> Ronnie LeBlanc is Lou Gehring. And, 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 and the rest is history. <laughs> it was like a Brian song situation where he was the, uh, for the real old listeners, Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo. Oh, he was the, he was the Brian Piccolo, but just not as touching or dramatic. Touching or dramatic. So, okay, so let's so let's tell our listeners what Outcast Paranormal is, what you guys do, and then let's get into some of the cool stuff that yeah. you know you and I discussed that you got that you have gone out and experienced, and just kind of. You know, let's 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 hear about it. Let's do it. I'll give you the uh, the the nickel tour on kind of how we came together. Uh, I am in the uh, Sarasota area, at literally 20 minutes from Mayaka River State Park, and it's got its own history and uh, rich history of of sightings. And I'm a guy off the couch, right? I've I've had the fortune to. Uh, come back from a lot of personal self-imposed crisis <laughs> and uh, came out the other side of it and created my own business and, and happened to, to do well at it. And it gave me the opportunity to like, I want to get off the couch like a lot of us do. And I want to get out there. And I'm interested not only in the Bigfoot thing, but UFOs ever since I've been a kid, right? Watched everything. And I'm going to put myself out there as fate would have it. I sponsored an event out at Mayaka that Stacy was putting on to take people out on uh, an area where he actually took Finding Bigfoot. And what I did was I monopolized all of his time, talked his ear off. It totally sucked for the people that paid for the tour because <laughs> I was just talking to him the whole time. And uh, we kept in touch. This was a number of years ago. And uh, when he talked about, look, I want to do a film – I'm going to finish a film called the uh, the Skunk Ape Lives. He had that kind of in the can, and I think he worked with RPG a bit to get that, um, you know, final touches on editing and put that out. That had over a million views on Amazon. Les Stroud put it on his Bigfoot channel. had has over a million views on that. Amazon went through this weird thing where they're pulling independent films that didn't have a certain aggregator. Long story short, they pulled it off of Amazon along with a lot of other things in that genre. So he wanted to make this other film um, that dug into not only the skunk ape out in Mayaka, but some other weird stuff that we've experienced out there at uh, uh, certain uh, historical sites. And he said, you want to come check it out? I said, yeah, absolutely. And then 
ended up helping getting film permits, helping um, get housing, and just had a knack for the production side of things. And hooking up with RPG, being a producer on TV, he was right there. So we, we kind of teamed up and shot this first film. It's been about it's been about a year and a half since we shot it. And afterwards thought, why don't we're all like-minded? Let's do this. Let's let's take this to the next level. We all want to investigate these things, but we're also happen to have friends and people around us that are a film crew. We have audio, we have, you know, cameramen, and then other people that are able to do a lot of both. So we we created Outcast Paranormal. And since that time, you know, we we've shot the skunk ape experiments which will be coming out we'll talk more about that on august 2nd the first episode to a streaming platform near you i guess it's going to be on amazon to be uh i apple itunes and a few others that i'll i'll look up and i'll share more with you as we go along but i started to develop relationships with i'm a recruiter by trade i i have to find hard to find people so I'm interested in a lot of the uh, forementioned subjects. And I ended up getting a hold of, you guys know Nick Pope, right? The British former Ministry of Defense UFO guy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I get a hold of Nick, and I want to interview him. And I'm like, hey, let's start a YouTube channel. At least let's populate it with something, right? So how about some interviews, and we'll just edit them down. And uh, he's like, well, you have to go through my agent. And I basically sweet talk him into, ah, it's cool, man. I'll talk to you for free for an hour. So, you know, started interviewing Nick Pope and and a few other people that are always very interesting to me anyway. And um, also developing relationships with people that I've seen on a show maybe 15 years ago on Discovery Channel or Sci-Fi that I knew that person's got something that seems legit going on track them down, find them, build a relationship. And some of the people you can't find, some of the people you do find and you're really not so sure about. And then some of the people you find and you realize for a number of decades, their life has been nothing but this phenomenon that they've experienced. And we're talking to the extent where they've been divorced, interview the uh, the wife, the ex-wife and and she totally vouches for him and says the reason we're not together is because of this thing, uh, the adult children, uh, and on and on. So we've we, we've taken a year and a half and we've went to an Indian reservation in Nebraska and filmed this 15-year history they have with, with Bigfoot and other phenomena. We went to a house that phenomena follows this guy and his family, but really him. And we experienced some things as well. We went to, we just got back from the Conjuring house for a week where we had a real elaborate setup there for experimentation. And through all of this, it's time, it's go time. You know, we're beginning in uh, August. We'll put out the first episode of the Skunk Ape Experiments. Uh, 60 days later, the second episode. 60 days later, the third. Then the Conjuring will be a you know, we're kind of doing short series, three episodes. That'll come out the months following. And in between, YouTube content of more full episodes, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes of some of these other places we've been. Um, and through it all, the guy on the couch that got off the couch, 
I've experienced some stuff, right? I'm, I'm down the rabbit hole and I probably ignore the business I have that makes me a living way too much and focus way too much on this, but I, I can't leave it alone. You know, once you, you see and experience some things, how do you, you get out of the rabbit hole? I, I, I just, I'm not able to, and I don't want to. Yeah. And it just goes <laughs> deeper and deeper. I understand. Yeah. Completely. And, that, and that, and that is the trick is you go down this rabbit hole, but how do you, how do you make a living at going down the rabbit hole? If you can do and, that, well then you found the sweet spot. And you found the, found the sweet spot. <laughs> we'll I see. I, right? I, can't, yep. I, I can't, I can't get over the fact that at the very beginning, you Stacy Brown to Stacy Brown. That had to be fantastic. You just talked his leg off and and, 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 and just annoyed him the whole time. That was great. You Pretty much. And the uh, RPG was a little skeptical. He's like, who's this James Clown? Like that is, you know, all of a sudden like oh, setting up a website and doing all this and doing all that. Yeah, and, but uh, you, you know that skepticism goes right right away when you start writing checks. You know, pretty much. And and the other thing is he knew I had a passion for it. And and what I demonstrated was I work at this like a full time job. And he's like, you know, God help you. You you're (laughs) and Stacy does, too. He literally says, you guys must have 36 hours in a day because I don't get how you do it. Um, But he's got three little kids under four years old and his oh, wife was full time RPG so he's he's getting himself freed up to to really do the things he's best at with us but Stacy and I it's texting at 11 at night on Sundays it doesn't matter we're constantly working on places people and things to uh just to keep going like we we cannot leave it alone and Stacy I will say this about him if you meet Stacy he has a way of People just kind of want to be around him when you meet him. And he's got that gravitational pull. And behind the beard and the Florida man rocker exterior, the guy's talented. Like he's been doing film stuff since he's been a teenager. And I've worked with some of the guys from Small Town Monsters uh, in in conjunction with some of the stuff we're doing, and I've got one of those guys editing for me. Stacy's good, man. He he's he's a good editor, a great storyteller, and a total pain in the ass. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you you mix those things up, and listen, he would he would tell you the same thing. Stacy doesn't want to be liked by everybody. He just he just doesn't. Uh, we we don't we don't. Uh, we do something good. We'll compliment each other for about a second, and then we're like, "Okay, enough with the soft soap. This is getting real awkward. So <laughs> let's let's start talking shit again, and let's uh, let's get back to what we're doing." <laughs> so, so before before you uh, got you know started talking to Stacy and that, what when it came to the paranormal, like what was other than like you said, you watched TV shows the same that all of us have because I think we're all about from the same era. Like, mm-hmm. had you had any paranormal experiences, or was or was it just something you were really curious about and it was kind of entertaining to think? You about? know, it, it kind of see all of the above. I'm the youngest of eight, right? And we're not Mormon, so what's the other option? Catholic, right? You're Amish. <laughs> we're Catholic, and my dad took that shit serious, right? Like, he, okay. he was a military guy. He'd go on leave, come back, get mom pregnant, and bounce. So uh, 
in Vietnam, he was stationed as an officer in Bangkok, Thailand with a two-story condo and a housemaid. My mom had eight of us brats on an Air Force base in Nebraska. So she, I always jokingly say she's the one that fought the war. But um, <laughs> during that time, there was – my older sister used to have these – Waking up, scratching the walls, freaky shit, and saying that you know, uh, talking about like entities being in the room. And even now, my nephew, uh, my sister, I just got back from Arizona, all describe a lot of crazy stuff. And as a kid, I remember having these in and out nightmares that I would think. Is something in the room or, or is it not in the room? And I'd always attribute it to like that sleep paralysis. So I let that all aside. I've had a few near-death experiences and some I can't explain how I got out of. Um, and someone that I knew that was into this, uh, I think it was Kathleen Martin, if you if you guys know her, Betty and Barney Hill's niece, if, if you know Betty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. And she does regression and stuff. I got to get to know her pretty well and, and her and another person were telling me you might have there's something drawing you that's just pulling you in. and it, that's it's always been that way until a point where I was at a point in my life where I can't not do this and I, I like I said I find people for a living I'll just find these people and kind of insert myself in their lives whether they like it or not <laughs> um, and that's now that I think about that. <laughs> exactly. No, Shane, like, mm, I've seen this movie before. Uh, but RPG, I think, jokingly told Stacy when they're like, hey, man, James is like this guy. I was wondering, who, who is this guy? And then also he's like, this guy's like the starting closer coming out of the uh, bullpen for us. And uh, I think Stacy said, yeah, how do we find him anyway? And I said, just that. I insert myself into people's life whether they want to or not but really Stacy was the main connection there and um, I I always say we've come together for a reason I mean uh, if you would have told me a couple years ago like here's what you're going to be doing and uh, like Jason said earlier if you can do it and have it pay for itself that's a big deal so we're starting to cross that threshold and who knows what happens beyond that for me, I'm I'm looking at this as for better or for worse. I, I won't stop, and my wife will probably say that's for worse, right? Well, same here, <laughs> you know, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not planning on stopping at all. Right, but I, I'm out there. Like when you're out there at three in the morning on an Indian reservation that no one else has access to, and the people that are taking you out there are telling you about an area that these atrocities occurred and these weird stuff happens. And then you get the owner of the conjuring house, Corey, we brought him with us out there and he's got a spirit box and it's saying things that happened to kids out there through the box and your hair is standing up on end and, and he's freaking out going, you know, the reason I do this is I, I have a gift of, you know, I can see things people can't see. And he's like, dude, there's shadows running all around this forest. And I've never seen that outside before. And a bunch of other things that we can we can talk about if we have time that that I experienced on a second trip back there. Uh, like I said, how do you leave that alone? It's uh, I've never felt more alive. Uh, but these expeditions tend to, you know, you're filming till three or four in the morning. Uh, in some cases, it was 19 degrees outside, 
and we're staying in a non-heated cabin that isn't much warmer for four or five days, you push yourself, man. You push yourself to where you're wondering, what am I doing out here? But afterwards, it's kind of like you went through a uh, basic training of some kind and and, uh, you put yourself in these positions and and, – the thing what happens when I get back is like I don't think I'm gonna do that again. Two weeks later it's like I can't wait to do that again. <laughs> you know, it's kinda of like me going to a buffet. And uh, <laughs> to be honest, it's like Oh geez. So but what what do you mean if we have time? I want to hear what happened to you out there in Nebraska. Cause that sounds good. Like you're saying you know, how do you walk away from that? I can tell you how you could walk away from that. But how, so, so what exactly? So, I mean, that's got to be crazy standing out there and knowing there's just all this, for lack of a better term, activity. Yeah. Going on all around you. I'll, I'll kind of, uh, I'll, I'll cut to the chase on some of that here. We, uh, I met with a, uh, I got to know a guy, again, followed him, kind of knew about him, and reached out to him, and we connected, and I did a little interview with him on, on for our YouTube channel, and he's a member of the uh, Omaha tribe in Macy, Nebraska, which is up north of Omaha, right on the Missouri River, and he talked about, you know, the last 15 years that uh, what they call Sitonga. Bigfoot, right? They call them Sitonga, and it's in their oral history, it's in their written history, it's in their, you know, uh, pictorial history. And he said, I knew about, we knew about them before I knew about Batman and Robin, but the, the word was, you just leave them alone. Like, you leave them alone. And when the shows in the, you know, mid 2000s, 2012 started to really heat up with finding Bigfoot and all these shows. His teenage son came to him and said, Dad, we know they're out there. Why don't we go look for them? And he took the challenge, him and his brother and his son. And with some resistance from the tribal council council and the elders, they didn't think it was a good idea. And he kind of bucked that and and did it anyway. And when they started out, he said they tried the techniques they saw on the shows. And he had converted to LDS many years ago. A a lot of the tribes have. And that was another interesting aspect of their history history I learned about. So he's a very spiritual person uh, from the traditional sense, but also from the LDS sense. And, and he's fervent about faith. And he said, I'm just going to go with where my heart tells me, and that's faith. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to pray. And they had some pretty striking encounters with this really large, completely white Bigfoot or Sitonga, right? And they called him Ishagi, the old man. And over time, he knew that Ishagi and him, specifically him, had some type of connection, he went on to talk about there isn't just Ishagi. There's the they have different names for them, nicknames they give them because of their appearance. But always they group in the light colors. Brown ones are only seen with brown ones. Black ones are only seen with black ones. It, it was almost societal, but there was cl- different clans of them. He said probably up to thirty total uh, individual ones. And after these prolific encounters, 
they started getting a lot of attention from Meldrum, Bendernagel. In fact, Meldrum went out there uh, with the crew from, it must have been Naked and Afraid or The Great Race, I think it was, a production crew. Wanted to talk to them, wanted to see about maybe doing something and investigating and maybe filming it. Uh, Moneymaker approached them about a Native American finding Bigfoot. But they're res dudes. These, and I know these guys, if they hear it, we're friends today. I, we've developed a relationship. They don't take any shit. And if in the case of Meldrum, he just was only interested in footprints. And they were talking about a lot of the other spiritual features and his other evidence. Meldrum didn't want to hear it. This guy's brother stood up and told Meldrum to get the F out of there. That was it. It was done. Um, they've told a lot of people that with people offering money, et cetera. So we were the first crew that they said, you can come on and film. And so we went the first time. And as I described, we went to some places that they don't really want to talk about. The, we had them different names for these places, right? Like uh, the Belly of the Beast was called one. And uh, Hard Knocks was another area. They didn't want the specific names because they didn't want tribal members seeing where they were, maybe not wanting them to poke around there. But we experienced some things, like I said, more more on the paranormal side, more on communication, what seemed to be responses to questions we would ask that were directly, directly related to what was going on there. Um, when we came up the next time, which was just a few months ago, uh, that's when it got pretty pretty crazy for me anyway we were um we were out one night it must have been two in the morning and i said let's do this we brought a smaller group up we're gonna have rpg the brother and a cameraman who was from small town monsters you guys go your way we're gonna go our way and i don't want the circus to be in town lights everywhere music blaring i don't we want to do what your approach is so we're doing these different spots, and he said, hey, look, just go down this one road. This is where this one thing happened to me, this crazy experience where I was knocked to my knees with almost felt like being zapped. And we get there, and I said, all right, let's just turn lights off, cameras off. Barry, what do you do? He said, I pray. Pray. We'll stand here in silence. He starts praying, and it's frozen timber. It's like 12 degrees outside. There's no trees on or leaves on any trees. We're standing on the side of the road talking for 10 minutes. Right down the side of the bankment of the road is tall dead grass. Then that dead grass ends and you got timber with bare timber. You can see everything. He starts praying. I hear footsteps through the tall grass, like clear footsteps. And I have a hood over my head, so I pull the hood off, and I'm like, I think, yeah, maybe my ears were rubbing inside the hood. And I don't want to interrupt him, so I don't say a thing. But he stops. We pause. He starts praying again. Clearly, crunch, crunch, right in front of us. Footsteps. He stops. And I'm like, I, I got to say something. I'm like, do you hear that? He's like, yeah, it's footsteps. He starts praying again. Whenever he starts talking, crunch, crunch, right right in front of us. I'm like, all right, Joey, cut the lights on the cameraman. There's nothing there. And it was like right there. So I'm kind of freaked out. And he said, hey, James, say something, dude. 
I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, hey, communicate with us any way you'd like. We're here. You can throw a rock at me. You can, whatever you want to do, touch me. We're, we're your guest. I'm just honored to be here. No sooner do I get them saying that, I start shaking like, uh, like a dog shit in a bone. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. I, I'm shaking and I can't stop. And I take my glasses off and I, I hit my, my hands to my knees and I'm like, I'm not falling down. I'm not, I'm not falling out. I'm not going to fall down. And I get myself together and I'm standing there and he says, why don't we try this? Uh, I'm going to make a noise. And he, and he says something in the native language like, are you Sitonga or are you a spirit? And then he says some other things and he said, let's do this. I'm going to make a noise and then you make a noise. And he stomps, and right after he stomps, he said, there, now it's your turn. And right when he says turn, we hear two grunts right in front of us, just like that. The cameraman, who's a skeptic, goes, what the, what the hell was that? I'm like, grunts. And Barry just turns around with this big smile on his face and goes, yeah, that's them. They're, they're there. Lights that can't see a thing, and dude, this is literally ten feet in front of us. Oh, um, so, and and the shaking stops, and he's like, "That's what happens, you know. That's they're getting more comfortable with you, and uh, they know you from before. You know, it more will be revealed, but they don't just roll it out for you. Uh, we go the next night to this. What's cool about that is they've actually got a license on the res to. They call the police beforehand and go, we're going to be out tonight. So if you see trucks in these random areas, they just leave us alone, right? So we're going where you know no one researchers go. We go to this 100-year-old house that's abandoned. And it looks like there's – you know, it's like, yeah, someone's going to die here tonight. <laughs> you go in, it looks scary <laughs> as hell. And he's describing beforehand. He's like, cut the cameras. And I won't divulge it all now, but he talked about some traditional – uh, let's call it ceremonial practices that some men were trying to do to reach a certain uh, status uh, traditionally, and it went bad, um, and some other things that happened there. Okay, so we get in this house, and I'm like, let's let's do the spirit box session. So I grab it, I stand with my back to this hole that's a window, and it's freezing, and uh, I'm just asking questions, and then I hear it say, get ready. And I'm like, get ready for what? And it said, sit down. I'm like, sit down, and then something just shoves me in the back. Not hard, but something shoves me in the back. And I turn around, and I'm like, did someone just put, touch me in the back? And the box says, I did. And uh, it, by the way... This is all on our YouTube channel on a trailer that the full episode will be out in about a month. But you can see snippets of this on, on a trailer, and uh, it's Outcast Paranormal with a K on YouTube. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely put up a yeah. yeah. We'll put up something. Yeah, we'll put up something here before this episode even comes out. Maybe okay. Just let everybody know. So. Cool. And then twice more, I get. It feels like pinch on the back of my right leg and 
I had about enough of it, and I told RPG, dude, you get your ass over. You do this for a while. You know, <laughs> you can you can absolutely jump in anytime you want, dude. And and so we switched places, and there was some pretty man. I can't give stuff away because there's stuff. Oh, there's I got, stuff, I got yeah, there's I got stuff they've got going on that I'm kind of under non-disclosure, uh, kind of verbally with them now. That <sighs> there's a truth there that they're 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 fervent about that we may get to um so long story short is rpg asked some questions the responses from the box that we didn't know meant anything the brothers did and then afterwards a brother took me aside and said do you realize when he said that that meant that at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. that this and there was no it was like what i mean because i'm always kind now of was it no. was the was the response in a native language it wasn't it, it wasn't okay it wasn't so it was so it was like an answer to something that you didn't understand what they were saying right? well, rpg what's interesting is he asked a question that he, uh again i'd have to give away i got you what i know but he asked a question to that end generally and 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 one of the responses indicated a proximity and that proximity were like it didn't make any sense but to them it made perfect sense and they pointed out that and it, it nailed it right so that was kind of crazy and then when we get in the truck afterwards we're all kind of shaking our heads like dude I, for whatever reason i feel like i'm not targeted but almost like hey you're the leader of the circus man let's we'll get your attention and we get back to the cabin, and in the truck, I notice the back of my legs getting a little bit – it feels a little hot. And I get to the cabin, and I just drop trowel and go, dude, is there anything on the back of my leg? And there was this huge red mark all across the back of my thigh. And it didn't feel – it shouldn't have been – it felt less than like a, an ant bite. You know what I mean? It shouldn't have been that big, but my whole back of my leg was this bright red. And uh, – 
almost like you hear about when you get touched like that. So I was not too sure how to feel about this. I'm like, I don't think I want to tell my wife about this because she's always like, hey, don't bring any of that shit back here with you. <laughs> and uh, You know, that must be the standard answer from the from the significant others. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, well, well, I want to ask you, so, so you mm-hmm. went out looking for something that you thought was going to be a physical being. Yes. And came back and heard stuff that should have come from a physical being, but everything else was more of a spiritual type interaction. That's accurate. That's accurate. And talking to them, the the point they want to get across is this isn't yelling in the woods and knocking on trees. This they've got some other things they talk about. And there's other people from the outside that have a clinical background that are involved with them. And what's interesting is when I take them aside, they're, they're, they're non-native. They're, you know, uh, do like uh, clinical trial studies and are very just buttoned up. You would never guess they're doing this stuff, right? And you take them and you talk to them to the side, candid conversation. And they tell me things like, listen, James, do you think I would just come out here for 10 years just to play games and, you know, think that this is a – just kind of like me needing a boys night out. I mean, it's tough out here. Like it's, it's not like a, it's freezing, you know, and, and it, you have to adhere to certain rules and it's challenging. And he said, dude, they're here, man. I've seen them. And they talk about a more metaphysical manifestation of Bigfoot that a whole group of them saw uh, someone that's pretty prominent in the field that was out there saw it and literally passed out and fell off a log while this was happening and you take them aside and they all tell the same story uh rpg you know saw this these these eye this eye shine you know and they're like they're like flashlights and saw move from one you know 10 feet over and then go up about eight feet and then a whole series of lights he thought there were houses back there we have us taken back the next day it's all timber. There are no houses. He's like, there was, this was all lights out here. Um, stuff like that. And, uh, and this other thing that they have that, uh, again, if, if, if we get to the bottom of that, this is a whole different conversation. Uh, and so I'm working, working to that end. Um, you know, but that, that's an example of a place that really, we're one of the few people, a lot of people go out there, but nobody gets a chance to really film and spend the time and, you know, bring a lot of equipment. And we, and we got an opportunity to do that. Um, and there's a couple other places we went to where equally is uh, the Conjuring House, as an example. We just left. Oh, gosh. Uh, I can't even believe you'd go to that place. But go ahead. We, I, yeah, it was horrible as far as sleeping wise, right? A, Joey, shout out to Joey, body, our cameraman. Uh, he was so exhausted and we were sleeping in the same room. Uh, his snoring was like, I had headphones on with like my Pandora station cranked up. I still could hear him over it. So <laughs> I wasn't getting much sleep. Plus you're like, yeah, you know, we're, we're in the conjuring house. So <laughs> I'm going to sleep. I'm going to get, but we had a, uh, a gentleman build what he called the world gate experiment there. And this is all based off of the scientific theory of frequency of getting our bodies down to a certain frequency and introducing frequencies throughout the house. And 
gradually increasing. We're talking like 100 decibels at the end of this. And in and, and different stations, everybody's strategically placed by their birth. It's all mathematics, right? I didn't know what the hell he was talking about when we first started talking. But it took him two days to set this up. And we ran that experiment uh, one night. Uh, and we each kind of had our own experiences that were, were, were fairly interesting. But the house didn't really respond. We did it again another night, and we had some pretty wild stuff. Uh, one of the guys that we brought along comes flying down. He's a big guy. He comes flying down the stairs out of his room, and that's over. And we heard a commotion upstairs, and he, he literally, I thought he, A, shit his pants and is running outside, or B, he's having a breakdown. And he was kind of having a breakdown because of the things he was hearing and seeing. And, and, uh, he ran outside and was just visibly upset on the heels of that. We've got me and a couple other guys and I'm hearing a woman's moan and we follow this moan upstairs into an area called the birthing room. And the kid says, this guy's son is like 18 uh, says it's behind the door. We open the door and we hear a lot, the woman's voice moan loud and there's nothing in there. And Stacy had some crazy stuff, stuff that we don't know if we're going to put out all on camera or not. Um, it's, it's kind of like that. Uh, so yeah, it was, um, it was wild, man. It was wild. Some of the stuff we experienced there was, was pretty wild. And, and to top that off, we had a guy that was part of the original investigation team from the original incident with us. And he said afterwards, hey, if you guys experience anything negative, let me know. Well, I get back. Uh, I got to take my daughters to summer camp with their cousins uh, a few hours away from here. Um, literally the next day. So we drive up there, and we're sitting there and get settled, and they ask me, well, how did that go? I start talking about the filming, and I immediately – I don't feel good, man. And my sister-in-law is a nurse, and I'm like, hey, God. They're like, what's wrong? Like, I'm burning up. She takes my temperature. It's 102. I go upstairs in this bedroom. I lay there having this feverish whatever for 14 hours straight. No, no coughing, no sneezing. They're like, here, take a COVID test. We got them laying around. No COVID. This is weird fever, a back shooting back pains where I, I couldn't get comfortable. And then a day later, it's gone. And uh, four days later, I get this bout of diverticulitis as well. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it, it's it's. Oh not, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, I get that like raging for four days. Hey, listen. Could be all coincidence, but it was just, uh, it was wild, man. And again, my wife's like, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, I don't either. And I'm like, by the way, we're going to go film again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, you know, going back to, as you talked to this, you know, about being out there on the reservation. So it totally makes sense why somebody like Dr. Dr. Meldrum and even Moneymaker and those guys those guys are so far in the it's an ape camp. Yeah. That you, you can't even talk to them 
about there being any kind of spiritual aspect when it comes to Bigfoot. And there, and I'm not saying that all of them are spiritual or have a paranormal aspect to them. There probably are some that are just apes, giant apes, basically half ape, half man, well, you know, whatever running around. But I do believe that they're probably, there's too many people that come out with stories like you're alluding to and experiences. I mean, even Jason and I and the judge, you know, our one experience out there was more paranormal than it was yeah. physical with mm-hmm. a with with a place that has Bigfoot activity. And I mean, I'm not going to sit there and tell you an ape did any of that stuff. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the reason why I'm so firmly in the camp that it, I believe that it's more than just a physical uh, animal. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. there is something paranormal about it. And, and I think it's probably instance by instance. It's probably, you can't just say, well, it's all paranormal or that it's all physical. I think there's a combination of both. And in some places, it's more one than the other. I concur. And, yeah. I agree. And, and one of the guys that I'd mentioned that is a researcher out there, he said he broke down this whole study he did and his findings and digging deep into stuff on the both the genetic side, whatever limited information there is that he feels could be reliable and the stuff they've experienced. And it's almost like it's they feel that they're ancient beings that have always been here that uh, have a metaphysical metaphysical abilities uh, and connections. And then when you look at science now and the string theories and the multiple universes, possibilities that seem to be more and more likely that somehow they've had that ability to cross over those type of uh, barriers that, that we don't know how yet. And so, yeah, they're physical, but with abilities to appear like they're not physical is the best way that I can describe it. And I'll tell you one more thing. When the guys from Small Town Monsters wanted us to uh, – they're doing a, a YouTube series that Alex does called Off uh, Beyond the Trail. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they had a Florida series culminating with us take, you know, Stacy uh, taking them to one of these spots he has uh, a little further north here in Florida where he's had some, like he said, I can't reconcile the non, I guess you would call paranormal side to it. So, but they're firmly in the uh, mammal, you know, or primate side. So we get out uh, at night. And we literally say, look, you three go ahead with lights, walk about 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes, we'll trail behind you, lights out. We're just going to walk in complete darkness. And so if you, you know, if their attention's on you, we can come up behind and see, you know, thermal, whatever we see. So they go, they're walking and we've got walkie talkies, right? And they're like, yeah, we're up here doing this or that. We're going to just keep walking. They keep walking. We start walking 30 seconds into it, not just literally off to the side of us. We hear what sounds like a baseball bat hitting hardwood as hard as you can and echoing into the night. And one of the guys in their crew goes, we just stop. And he's like, dude, that was the clearest knock I've ever heard in my life. Uh, And we radio up to them. Did you guys knock? They're like, no, we're not doing knocks till later. You know, okay. I think we just heard one. You guys just 
do what you're doing, but you know, don't make any noise. We walk about 30 seconds, maybe a minute further. We hear a knock on, on the opposite side of the trail, even louder. And uh, again, he's like, that is the loudest, clearest knock I've ever heard, period. We call up ahead. They're like, they're too far up. They didn't hear it. So we convene. We're talking about these knocks, walking back. We walk back to the cars. One of the guys from their crew and myself are standing looking at the wood line. And RPG and some other guys are talking because one of the guys that was talking had something go on while he was waiting for us. I don't know what they're talking about. We're just sitting there chatting, looking at the wood line. A best I can describe is a baseball to softball size ball of light shoots from on top of the tree line, zigzags through the trees and just disappears. We didn't have cameras on, but he had an audio recorder running. And, and on that episode, you can watch that episode, they play our audio. <laughs> and he's like, what the was that? And I'm like, dude, did, what was that? It was crazy. And I'm trying to reconcile it like, let me see, shooting star. No, that was in the wood line. And, and here's the stars <laughs> above. I, we, we both said, no, it couldn't be shooting star. He's like, what about, it couldn't be a firefly. It's like way too big. And it's it was the coldest night in Florida. It was 22 degrees this winter. It, it, dude, it was a ball of light that zipped through the trees and disappeared. And Stacy was like, dude, that's he was telling us that happens up there in this area. And all I know is the kid's jaw was wide open. We couldn't reconcile it. And, and I'm still going back thinking, what else could it be? But it legitimately was, you know, people talk about orbs. We saw one. We saw one zip through the trees super bright and then just disappear in the tree line about, you know, 30 feet up, shot down to about 10 feet and disappeared. It was crazy. Wow. And, you know, you know, here's what to that end. Um, Wes recently played an episode on Sasquatch Chronicles where it was an interview with that. I think is it Richard Doty. Yeah, I think is the guy's name. Did you did you hear, happen to hear that? I didn't uh, hear that one, but on our YouTube channel, I interview Rich Richard Doty. Oh, do you really? Yeah. So, so he's so he's talking about a report um, of these kids that were abducted, and their parents went to the Air Force Base and the Sheriff's Department and 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 whatever. But like a day or two later, they appear on this road outside the military base, you know, and the military uh, takes him back and is interviewing him. And one of the kids described being sent back, like how he got, I think it was the boy, how he got back from the ship to, to the road was in a ball of light. And wow. I sent Wes a message and I'm like, well, that was interesting. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, what are you talking about? I said, did you catch that? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, you're right. <laughs> you're right. And I'm like, that sounds like what, you know, what what people, when you talk about balls of light, here's this kid in the 80s describing a kid, a young kid, like a five or six-year-old, saying that he thought he got returned from the spaceship to Earth in a ball of light. Now, to take that what you what you want, but it certainly seems like 
that's as plausible as an explanation of what these balls of light are. They're ways of things traveling, you know, because there's lots of there's lots of reports of people actually seeing small beings in these balls of light, no matter how small they are. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Now, everybody's not making that up. No, no. And, and we don't probably don't have time, but there's a guy in northern Florida that I saw on a show, uh, Paranormal Factor Faked, about eight years ago, nine years ago. And the host is Ben Ben Hansen, who still – he just has a yeah. new, new shows coming out now. Well, they went on there. This guy had a little being step out on a surveillance in his bathroom and another one like floating. And they try to recreate it. They really couldn't recreate or debunk it. And uh, – just the the stories were it, it doesn't sound normal and their all their equipment failed on his bedroom and he's talking about when this it's like an alien thing but interdimensional is how he describes it when these things appear or things happen he was having earthworms not 100 tens of thousands of earthworms would come out and cover his driveway and he said, the first time it happened, I ran him over in my truck. I'm like, squish, squish, never doing that again. So I take a shovel and shovel him out. Mm-hmm. Well, this TV show, they're out there with the crew. They got a guy outside the tree pointing a therm into the guy's bedroom. They got a girl sitting in the closet behind a two-way. And they're filming, and, and Ben's out in the, the surveillance truck. And sh- he's like, do you – the, the subject is sitting in his room. He's like, do you guys hear that piano? Like it's almost poltergeist. Like you hear that piano music. And then he's like, Hey, who's there? And then all oh, she's like, I can't, my communication's gone. The guy in the trees, like it, I can't, something's interfering with my, my therm. Uh, ben can't get a signal in the truck. Guy jumps out of the tree. He jumps down. It's freezing. There's a ball of earthworms at the base of the trees at, in a ball writhing there. Right. And they don't come out in the cold. No, so they don't. Yeah, I reached out to Ben and said, "Listen, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to this house, and I know it's not the same house. He's moved since then." And Ben hit me back and said, "Listen, there's some weird stuff going on there. I, I will say that. You know, I know he's got a lot of images and stuff that are indiscernible, but the ones that he does have that are discernible, we we were there. And he has a technique that he tries to use, it, like through reflection, to catch these images." Well, some of the images he has, it's either that's the most prolific shit, uh, legitimate interdimensional craziness, or he's figured out a way just to make up the stuff. And he's sticking to a 20-year hoax, and he, oh, yeah, he's gotten divorced over it. And his adult kids, you know, uh, it was hard for me to interview him, but I got them to interview them and, and the ex-wife. And she was like, listen, if you knew and experienced what we experienced, your reality would be shattered. I'll leave it like that. And she described kind of some of the things that happened to where she thought either she was going absolutely insane. She was calling him constantly. You got to come home. There are people in the house. I'm seeing these faces. Uh, TV's going crazy. He comes in. Well, unplug it. She's standing there with a plug in her hand. Um, And TV's just going nuts. Uh, I put a gamma ray detector in his bedroom where he says, I think they come through like a portal. Right. And I'm like, well, if, there, if there's a portal, then there should be some energy signature. Yes. And with this gamma ray detector, if it goes above a certain CPM, like 50, that means there's a burst of gamma radiation. Uh, doesn't mean it's deadly, but it means that it's, it's abnormal. So we've established a baseline in your house 
on our visit, leave this here. Just report back to me what you find. It's been a year. It went up from a baseline of 15 to 18. Same thing that Travis Walt, uh, what's his face, on uh, Skinwalker Ranch, the physicist. Oh, yeah. He's always Travis walking around Taylor. going, the spectrum analyzer's going nuts. Yeah. The gamma detector's <laughs> going nuts. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. the same. He has the same exact one in his room. And goes up to 30. Next month, 40. Next month, 50. Next month, 60. A few months later, 80. I'm at the gym the other day. He sends me a video. This thing is at 237, and it's beeping, and it says contact government agency or something oh, like that. Yeah, oh in his bedroom, right, in his bedroom. Uh, we're going back there, by the way. We had uh, – I, I experienced some stuff there as well, um, and he's got some other stories about people that didn't fare so well you know, getting involved with this. So we're stupid enough to say, okay, well, we, we want to be, <laughs> we, we want to check it out. Yeah. I'm dumb as hell. Let's do it. So, uh, that's another one that'll be coming up. The next big shoot we do will we'll include that as well. So we've got kind of a lineup of, of it's a variety, right? It covers kind of all the gamut, but I'm getting the sense that a lot of this stuff's all connected, that it's not, these separate buckets of paranormal that somehow it almost feels interdimensional to me. Like there's, there's a veil mm -hmm. that, that these things, uh, don't just come, you know, come through, uh, but they're all connected, but there's clearly differences. And the thing is who, who's going to say for certain what any of it is, right? Nobody can, no. nobody. Can. All we and can do is observe yeah. things that happen like you doing. And uh, I'm telling you, those um, when you those you were telling me about how those earthworms were coming up out of the ground like that. It usually yeah. takes a vibrational or an electrical charge to make them do that. Or rain. Yeah, rain. Oh. Yeah, but right. not, not come up like the thousands yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, but that's a good point, Jason. The the electrical. So that's that was one of the things we wanted to test. Now, mm -hmm. when we go back there. Uh, there will be a YouTube episode a uh, few months out. Here's a weird thing that happened. A lot of the footage got corrupted and stuff with that. He has literally like, you know, storage bins full of cameras, right? Cell phone cameras, cell phones by the hundreds. And I'm like, dude, what is this? And he said, when I get to where I can film or get some images and they, they don't want me to, they, they burn my phone out. So he literally has hundreds of phones in bins that are, were burned out, like a couple bins full. And uh, we're going to bring back some, some uh, higher level uh, experiments that are more of the Tesla theory. You know, if you want to understand the mysteries of the universe, sound, frequency, and vibration, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So we're, we're we're going to work on actually not bringing Walmart grade stuff. <laughs> we want to bring like so like we did the Conjuring House, uh, you know, someone with some knowledge that uh, literally has taken a couple years to work on something and takes a couple days to set up and and uh, get into it. So we're we're working on that. But I tell you, man, it's um, I think you summed it up best. I I just want to observe, uh, and where it goes, I, I'm. Not that I don't care, 
uh, how popular it gets or not popular it gets. I just want to put myself in a position since being that kid on the couch mm-hmm. to being in those exact situations that I want to see. I want to experience it, you know, and, yep. and, uh, Stacy's even listen. You talk about crazy. Stacy's like, I want to get abducted, dude. Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, for God's sake, Stacy. Like, 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 I'm the straight one of the bunch, right? And um, <laughs> these, these so boys. I stand by my <laughs> statement at the beginning of the show. The brains of yeah. <laughs> well, well, James, this has been. I mean, I can't wait to to. To see some of this stuff. Oh, you're not kidding. This is, you're not kidding. So, so tell, so tell everybody where you guys are located, like you know, Facebook, uh, sure. Instagram stuff, and then where they can start watching some of this stuff. Yep, and and keep in mind, we we started a, a Facebook group page. Uh, the public group is Outcast with a K, Outcast Paranormal. Um, it's got our little. Uh, hodgepodge doll is kind of our <laughs> logo so you'll see that there yeah and then we've got an outcast paranormal now for film and stuff uh facebook page too i think you you'll probably see them both if you pull it up now we, we've allowed anyone in the group and, and i don't know if it's good or bad but there's a lot of stuff on there that isn't ours and that's fine we want to be like an open source invite anybody everybody you guys whatever to come on out and, and and do this. So we we've kind of left it like we're we're pretty open to anybody wants to chime in on anything. We're cool with it. Um, our our YouTube is uh, again Outcast with a K Paranormal on YouTube. There's a few other Outcast Paranormal that are old that are from Florida too. We didn't even know this from some years back. But again, you'll see you'll see our logo. And we've only got like 25, 26 videos. But I do have a short series on the Nebraska ones. A trailer for the new Nebraska ones. Stacy has one coming out, uh, kind of a fuller episode, beginning of July, July first, in a few days here, Friday actually, uh, called the Barden Booger, which is a tale mm-hmm. of uh, the Barden Bigfoot legend, and it's a different, it's a different feel because it went in a different direction, but it's fun. It's uh, he did a great job on that. That'll be on YouTube. You'll see it. Uh, we'll post that uh, Friday morning. And um, again, we've got the conjuring stuff lined up. We've got the skunk ape experiments, which will be uh, on streaming platform August second. And uh, our Instagram is Outcast Paranormal Official, I believe, is the uh, Instagram. As well, and again, we haven't populated these things with any, with a lot of the stuff I'm talking about. Still, is going to be edited and and uh, you know coming out. So this next year, we, we should see a lot, a lot of the stuff we're talking about hit the screen one way or the other. I just want to know: is there any truth that <clears throat> to the rumor that that the doll that you guys is mascot uh, is it going to be available in the merch store? With the little voice box when you squeeze it, it's Stacey Brown saying, I love you. Is there any truth to that? You know what? There's that that's that's a partial truth. I think the doll will we're gonna get that to become available. It'll have Stacy saying something that I probably don't even want to say in your podcast. So <laughs> uh, I cannot wait for my special edition uh doll that i can set up on the uh 
on the mantle here so that I can look every time we record, I can look up and, and think of, uh, think of outcast paranormal. So, yeah, but. <laughs> it's a wild bunch. I mean, we've got, I'll give a quick shout out. We've got you know, Stacy RPG, Josh Watson, Emmett Kessler, Bill Brock. We do stuff with, uh, Corey Heinzen from the conjuring house. Um, who else do we got? Joey Body, a cameraman extraordinaire. Uh, these are all guys that, um, again, when small town monsters put it like this, they're like, dudes, this is going to be a shit show to edit. <laughs> we have to cut so much of what you guys talk about out because it's completely inappropriate. I'm like, bingo. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a wild, it's a wild group. Probably a lot of unconvicted felons, but uh, <laughs> that's kind of how we roll. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way, man. We're just, we're gonna do it our way, come hell or high water, and our way is is uh, real and raw, even if there's nothing to it or if there's a bunch to it, we're just gonna be us. Fantastic. That's all. Hey, that's all you can be, and that's the best thing. Um, you know, that's the best thing you can do is yep. just be yourself. That's right. Yep. Yep. So, well, thank you, James, for hanging out with me and Jason. And I'll tell you what, it it was great. It's always great to get a text from Stacy Brown. I'm glad that this one, the last one I got, was introducing me to you because <laughs> uh, this sounds like sounds like we could have uh, have a lot of fun together sometime. You know, all of us get together with you guys and oh, go yeah. out and. And maybe do something. I think that would be a lot of a lot of fun. Listen, yeah. I, I although I'm not going to the Conjuring house. Right <laughs> mark now. my words that that'll happen. That'll happen, and uh, it will be a lot of fun. And we'll 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 get get you on camera doing it, and we'll do it all together. I, I promise you that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If you ever guys ever come to Ohio, we'll go. But we got some spots we can uh, we can go out in the field. And, hey, me and the judge, and, uh, we'll go to Florida too. Dad, yeah, do well, it. Let us yeah, know, man. They're not going to. They're not going to investigate the paranormal. <laughs> so I'm just telling that, right? Oh yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. Well, thanks. And hey, everybody, go out and check out the uh, the Outcast Paranormal uh, stuff, and that's Outcast with a K. We'll have some links up so that uh, everybody doesn't have trouble finding it. So and support the social it, media too. Yep. We appreciate yeah, I appreciate that, fellas, and and uh, likewise, we'll do give you know help you out however we can, and uh, uh, we'll be talking soon, I'm sure. All right, sounds, sounds good. good. You guys are the best, man. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> God only knows what's hiding in our shadows. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.